on this week's episode of Beauty and Bloom podcast. Do I want to bring on another dude and his mess and every other person he slept with, open myself up to another soul tie? I woke up one day and it was like, no. Toya, if you're believing what God says about you, you're going to protect that temple, that body, that mm. flesh, that mind, that mental, your spiritual. You're going to protect all of that. That test showed me if I could wait to be intimate with my husband before marriage, then I could wait on anything. It gave me a power about myself. Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Kavia, and you are tuned in to another episode of Beauty and Bloom Podcast. I hope you've been doing good. I hope you had a great weekend. And as you prepare for this next week, that this conversation in this episode is one that really sits in your heart, your mind, and your spirit, and that it is one that will encourage you and prompt you to start doing some things differently. You know, whatever it is, level up, level, bring it down a notch, whatever it is that you need. So we're going to get right into it. Check it out. My next guest today, I'm super duper happy about this guest because if you went to the website, Beauty and Bloom podcast.com, then you already know I told you I was going to bring some of my VIPs. And the VIPs, these are people who are in my personal life, my friends who I love dearly. So I'm super happy to have my girl. Then you can find her on YouTube doing her videos under Toya Michelle. She is God's star and she is encouraging, talking about many different topics that will really speak to you, whether it is blended families, overcoming depression, leveling up, whatever it is, Toya is going to get you together. So I'm super excited to have my girl here on the podcast so we can just chit chat, let you see how it is when we on FaceTime. Welcome to the podcast, Toya Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm super happy to have you. How are you, girl? I'm doing pretty good, girl. The sun is shining. I'm on the I'm on the phone with my friend. Yes. It's the vibe. And I mean, your hair is looking beautiful. It's looking luscious and full. It looks so good. Girl, we can thank Bellamy for this because sis trying to get rid of it. <laughs> chop chop. <laughs> Hashtag chop chop. <laughs> BJ's really not feeling good. that. Oh, BJ's not feeling the hair? No, no. He loves the hair. Oh, He's okay. not wanting to cut it. It looks really good. Thanks, friend. It just has been growing so fast. Well, you look fabulous. Thank Thank you for joining today. Thank you. Of course. So I'm excited to get into a little conversation. I know that, listen, when we first met, so Toya and I, we have a mutual friend. I say mutual friend, but I have to say it's Toya's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) My fake best friend. (laughs) But, you know, it's all love. But um, we met through, well, we met through a mutual friend by just that friend 
mentioning both of us to each other. And then mm-hmm. randomly I'm in Fort Wayne. I'm going to um, support my cousin at church. And it's this woman on stage. I'm telling you, she is jamming. She's singing Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. Don't give me this thing. I ain't warmed up today. But like, oh my goodness, she was jamming and it was just so much anointing over her. And so after service, I remember going up to you, Toya, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I just want to tell you, you did such an amazing job. You have such an anointing on you. And you were like, oh, thank you. What's your name? <laughs> the rest is history. Literally. We became, we became fast friends, fast, fast friends. And yes. it has been such a blessing to know Toya Toya is so hilarious. Girl, you funny. You are <laughs> hilarious. And she just has so much wisdom. And she has an amazing story, too. Toya has overcome so many different things. And she has faced so many different challenges in her life. But to still bring the joy that she brings, I know that that is got to be difficult at times to constantly yeah. wear this smile, making people laugh, making people feel good, encouraging people, empowering people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm sure that can get heavy, heavy to Definitely. have that, having that pressure to, to do that, to show up, to always be on, to always yes. be the light, to always bring, be the life of the party when you walk into the room. And so I just want to say that you know, I really do love you and I've seen a lot of great things and I see so much growth in you and I'm I love excited. You too, You're so sweet. <laughs> I'm excited to see what it is that God has for you and how it will unfold. One of the things that we would talk about a lot is the wait and when back then. You remember this wait and when? Girl, I'm living it daily. <laughs> living the wait and when. So um, if you would, I mean, tell us a little bit about who you are, Latoya. Okay. This is awkward. Okay. So (laughs) me in a nutshell, I am a wife. I am a mother. I'm a grandmother. I am a friend, sister, slash uh, the best friend you didn't know you needed, right? I am just walking into a season of being 110% authentic. And whatever comes along with that, that's what you're going to get from me. So like you just said, I'm extremely silly. I have no act right usually in my system. And that's cool. I love God. But he's still working on me. So that's just me in a nutshell. Like I don't ever portray myself as being perfect. Every day I'm just trying to be better. But within that, you're going to get the most raw version of Toya, right? Because I feel like through my journey of finding Toya, God is just like, Toya, you have to be authentic, real, raw all the time. Like, that's how you connect with people. So some may say I tell too much or whatever, but if it's going to help the next person, sis, I'm going to talk about it. Right. You know, there's healing in that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much me. I'm I'm just you. Camille, you already know. I already know. You can can expect a good laugh. I'm going to say some off the wall stuff and I'm just going to be unapologetically tea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when you you mentioned um, you never portray yourself as perfect and the Mm -hmm. both of us, we are like church girls. And so from Fort Wayne, people know our family. They know our last names. They know our they know everything. And so when you say you don't portray yourself as perfect, 
I know that it could be very difficult because the expectation almost seems like perfection when you come from a church family or a well-known family in your hometown. And so how did you deal with that growing up as a PK? How was that? Oh my goodness. Because these are things that we have never talked about. Like we never talked about How was that for you? Honestly, being a PK was lit. Really? It was lit. It was. For one, my dad. Okay, so what you see and what you get from me is directly, it comes from my dad. Mm -hmm. Pastor Michael Latham Sr., may he rest in peace. Like, my dad was very bold. My dad was very transparent, very real. So I learned and I got those traits from him. So we never tried to, you know, have this facade as being perfect. Like, that was never my life. But the way we did things, like, were very traditional. So I was caught up in the tradition of things. Um, I think that was the hardest thing for me to unlearn. Yeah. Undoing the church and being the church. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my parents laid an amazing foundation. You know, I don't really agree with being at church for two shifts on a Sunday anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> evening prayer, BTU, right, and uh, right. you know, all of that. Mm. But that was the foundation that got me to where I am today to build my own relationship with Christ. So, you know, there were times where I'm just like, I don't want to be a PK because there was such a high expectation of how we should walk, talk and move. But it was like, no, like I'm a real person, just like you're a real person. And my dad happens to be a a pastor. The the real eye opener was when I got pregnant with Tamia at 16. Baby, Mm. the saints. I know the the saints saints tried to take the S off for you. They, they were try to make you feelings. an eight. How was that? My dad, and I will never forget, like, obviously, once I got through telling my family that I had become pregnant at 16, like, you know, that wasn't their vision for me. However, both my mom and dad were completely protective. Mm. You didn't do anything that the next person didn't do, Toya. We're going to protect you in this season. This baby is going to come here with love and peace, and she's going to be happy. They were cutting the crap. They wouldn't let anyone come to me talking crazy at all. There were times that my dad got over the pulpit and was just like, yeah, if y'all say something to my daughter, we're going to have a problem. Like this baby was supposed to be here. You're not going to condemn her. Just because y'all haven't gotten caught doesn't mean that you were a different level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when I got pregnant, even though it was scary and it was unknown, I didn't know what I was doing. I had the most solid village ever. I never, my life kept going. I didn't skip a beat. Tamia got here and received so much love. We were never alone. You know, and I know that's not the case for a lot of single moms, but for me, like I just had a very blessed situation. Mm -hmm. I love that your dad said, you didn't do anything that they didn't do because there's plenty of folks that will be showing up on Sunday after the most. (laughs) Please the most, please. yeah. After a lot and that was going on the night before. And so right. I love that your dad did protect you because it is really important. So I and for dads to protect their daughters, period. Absolutely. But that yeah. does bring you a sense of security and knowing like I know he has my back. He's not gonna let anything yeah. happen to me. And so yeah. how was that journey once your baby came? So <laughs> they were committed to getting to me here stress-free, no problems. But I was still a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was very much under 
their thumb, whatever they said, whatever, you know, it became a situation where they were parenting my child and trying to parent me while I'm trying to figure it out. So as we grew, uh, I mean, me and my daughter grew up together. That's just what it is. We grew up together. She does look to my mother at times as her mom, just because of the relationship they built. Because hello, I was 16. I didn't know what I was doing. I relied a lot on my mom for direction and wisdom as it pertained to raising my child. I didn't know what I was doing. And then also my mom was very much like, go ahead and keep living your life. I got the baby. So 16 year old girl. Okay. I'm going to the morgue. I'm going to the prom. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was like, okay, 1920, like, hold on. I'm a mom. Right. So then my mom is looking at me like, well, hold on. I'm the mom. So there was always that kind of like put, put, uh, that, that tug. And, and sometimes we still struggle with that, but that is just a consequence for me doing things my own way. I have a great relationship with my daughter, but we are currently trying to draw that fine line of mom versus friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's going to be 21. So that journey has been different. Um, and we just deal with each situation and scenario as it comes. Mm-hmm. I'm not the mother now that I was then. So again, she grew up with me. I feel like I'm in a good place now to pour into her. But you know, I was, again, I was 16. I didn't have a clue, sis. I was a kid raising a kid. Well, does it ever make you feel any type of way when she goes to your mom or sees your mom as her mom? No, not at all. Because I have a great mother. My mom can have her vision blurred by her very first granddaughter. And sometimes she doesn't see when (laughs) sis is out of line, but that's okay. That's her grandma, right? Mm -hmm. But the core of my mother, there's Jesus. There's a sense of pureness. There is joy. I mean, for my daughter to go to my mother, that's a blessing for me. Yeah. And, and just because she was the first and I had her at 16, that doesn't change that my son, 11 years old, goes to my mother. My eight-month-old will go to my mother. Like, I think that's a blessing. I don't feel no type of way about it. I'm glad I have her. I'm glad I had that old school training because my daughter, she's a little bit different. You know, she was being raised and nurtured by my mom who had some old school ways, which some of those things still work, mm-hmm. you know? Not all of them, nah. <laughs> but some of those things work. So I honestly don't have any regrets. I wouldn't change it. All I can do is grow from different things and challenges. And we do have our challenges. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. But we tackle them and we grow from them. That's all you can do. So what were the lessons that you learned as a team mom? And let's say just women who are dealing with a situation where they have a teen niece that's pregnant or a teen cousin or a daughter that's pregnant. What are some lessons that you learned as a teen mom and then and then being a mom and your daughter was how old was Tamia when she was got pregnant? Was she 19? Tamia was 19. Yeah. Okay. Well, she was still grown, though, you know, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, grown according to yeah. 18. Yeah. I'm pretty sure to me it felt grown or thought she was grown because I sure thought yeah. I was grown at 19. And Girl, when I was when the clock struck 12 and I turned 18, <laughs> it was a wrap. Okay. I was grown. Yeah, I was grown. Yeah. <laughs> so the dumbest thoughts ever, right? Girl. But what I would say, first of all, for someone who's experiencing a teen pregnancy on any level, don't give up on them. Don't judge them. Literally rally around them and support them. They need support because 
I don't care how old you are. I just had a baby at 36. Having a baby is difficult. It changes your mental. It changes your physical appearance. So what a woman needs who's bearing a child is support. She needs support. She needs understanding. She needs to know that she's not alone. So I'm grateful that I had that as a young mother. Um, and that's where I kind of learned not to be judgmental because you don't know what the next person has going on. And it's not our job to judge, like love them and keep it moving. Now, when Tamia got pregnant, I'm not going to lie to you. I was distraught. Like I really felt like someone had just gut punched me. I couldn't, I didn't see it coming. Some people may think I was naive. I think I was, <laughs> I was pretty naive. I had no idea uh, because me and her, we talked, we literally talked about everything and she has seen me journey through life as a single mom. So I was just like, you know, sis, why is this happening? So when it was, when it was uh, brought to me that she had gotten pregnant, I was just hurt because I did not want my daughter to deal with the repercussions of a baby daddy, you know, just all the, the chaos that comes with doing things out of God's order. I had experienced that not once but twice, and I did not want that for my baby at all. And I'm going to just be 100% real. When she got pregnant, like the next day we went and had a conversation, and because I was so in my feelings, Camille, I told my daughter that she had an option. Mm. And I had to apologize to her recently for that because Cairo Drake is the best thing to walk the earth. And it was just like, for me to even open that door was was selfish of me because my parents didn't offer me an option. They said, you're pregnant. We're going to get through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for that to be my initial response to her, like I had to forgive myself for that because it was coming from a selfish place. It was coming from a, a, a place of love too. You know, like I just wanted her to graduate. She yeah. was a, a mm-hmm. dancer. I want you to graduate. I want you to travel. I want you to do you. And we all know what babies do. They slow you down. Mm-hmm. But not considering that God had a plan for her life. She needed Cairo. Our family needed Cairo. Um, so again, offering support, being an ear, listening, and shutting your mouth sometimes. This generation now, we don't know what, we don't, you don't have a clue of all the crap that they're dealing with. It's 10 mm-hmm. times worse than we were coming up. So being an ear, not having this, I know it all mentality, because we don't, we know instances and, you know, different circumstances. And what I can tell you, if you choose to live according to your will and not the Lord's will, you're opening yourself up for whatever. That is so So, true. That's it. That's all. So this whole situation of being a single mom and being a team mom just taught me you cannot judge the next person. You have to be open to any and every scenario because people, girl, the people that the Lord has called me to minister to get on my nerves. (laughs) Hello, but I was young and dumb and careless and all of that. And there were people in my life that that never gave up on me. You know, so I I owe it to whoever I cross paths with to give them that same energy. And I will. Good girl. That's a whole word because when people see someone who is pregnant, especially if you can tell that they're young, it's like you see the stomach and then you go straight to the finger and automatically begin to place the judgment, condemning them and looking down on them and the choices that they made. But we all, we all mess up. Period. Camille, let me say this too, as this is, I think a huge, huge lesson for me when I had Tamia and 
I'm sure other young mothers can attest to this because I didn't know what I was doing and because I was young and because I had chosen to live the life that I wanted, not necessarily the life that Christ had for me. I had my my daughter was out of place. She was my friend. She was my my peace. When I was sad, she was my person. I put my daughter in a role that she was never meant to be in. Wow. Okay. So then when I became an adult and really started working on that relationship with Jesus Christ, and then I got married, that's where we had a little bit of conflict because it was like, well, wait a minute, mom, I was your person when you were in a situation of trying to figure life out. And now that I'm figuring life out now, you don't know what to do because you were never in the proper place to begin with. I had to take responsibility for that. Opening the door for my child to become my friend prematurely. So now it's like, I'm trying to create these healthy boundaries. And she looks, she looking at me like, well, we never did this before. Right. And, you know, practicing that tough love, because I feel like in this season, it will benefit us both. But that has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Having my daughter in the wrong role in my life, having her to take on responsibility for me when I should have been taking on full responsibility for her, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Girl, that's heavy. It is heavy because then it makes me think about the emotional way. We can be codependent, very codependent. Was it like any emotional ways that you felt like you were putting on to Mia? Oh yeah, definitely. Like when I think back and God... He has a way of dealing with you. Like he's bringing so many situations and scenarios back to my memory that I had just suppressed. Like the fact that when I was hurting, like just say a dude didn't do what he said he was going to do. Like Tamia was literally like my comfort. I would pour that crap on her and I had no business doing that. I essentially grew her up before her time. You know what I mean? So it's just like the choices that we make affect everybody around you. Now she is, an excellent young woman. She's an excellent mother. I'm telling you, she's better than me at at 20. So I believe it all happened for a reason, but it's just like, man, some of the stuff I placed on my baby's shoulders wasn't right. So guess what? Now that I have Bell's eight months, I know what to do different Mm -hmm. in this season. Even with my son, I know what to do different. How did you get to a point of recognizing that? Was it just as you, you know, started to grow up as an adult? What was the reflection like to even get to a place of saying, whoa, I did some things. I messed up as a mom. Mm -hmm. That has Mm -hmm. to be hard because I mess up as a mom sometimes can be heard as I'm a bad mom. And you're just because you (laughs) mess up as a mom, it doesn't make you a bad mom. And then- To be able to acknowledge that you messed up, it can help build the relationship into being healthy. So how was that process and even getting to a place of reflection? Because a lot of people don't get there. No. A lot of people don't get there. You have to be open to it. And I feel like for me, the anointing and the calling on my life for the women that I want to reach required me to go back and look at myself And just to be real, even though I was a pastor's daughter, I did not know who I was in Christ. I was reading these scriptures. I was doing church on a Sunday morning. I had, I did not believe the things that God said about Mm. me. So when I started to really dive into that relationship with him and understand 
that his thoughts and his love for me was beyond what I could imagine, I started to see Toya different. And then when he put single women on my heart, like for my ministry, it was just like everything that happened up to my life up to this point was for a reason. And it Mm -hmm. allowed me to see myself. And there were things about myself that I did not like. When you when you go to God and say, Lord, show show me who I am, please be ready for the Oh ugly. my goodness. Yes, it's friends. This is what happens when you talk. This is to what me. we do. Man, because a lot of times when God puts that mirror in your face, he's yeah. revealing to you how you are a lot like some of the people you judge. Period. That's the hardest part. It ain't the worst part, but it's it's the hardest part. I'll say it's the hardest it's part because We have eyes to see and recognize what everybody else is doing. And then once that mirror gets put in your face, once God snatched that magnifying glass out your your hand and put a mirror in your face, you're going to be like, dang, when I judge that person about X, Y, and Z, now I recognize that in me. That's tough right there. It is tough. And then that's where you have a decision if you're going to truly be a a follower of Jesus Christ, you can ignore what you see and walk through life as if you're perfect. And Mm -hmm. as though you're on this pedestal that you're not, or you can deal with your mess. I chose to deal with my mess because I feel, and I still feel as though my mess will bless somebody else. This is the affirmation. (laughs) When I heal, I heal the generations to come. That is a fact. I believe that with everything in me. So I don't want to rob anyone of a true and genuine experience with their life and their relationship with Jesus Christ. So if that means that I've got to use every hard day, every tear to help my sister, girl, you're going to get all of this. I have to. And that is such a freeing feeling, Camille, like realizing that I am flawed, but God still called me. Game changer. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it all out there. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be supportive. I'm gonna be non-judgmental. And even though our flesh, because sometimes you can just look at something and make up your mind real quick, right, without even truly thinking about it in the spirit. But it's just like, no, I'm talking to God all day. Lord, dismiss these these feelings of negativity. Release these. <laughs> These thoughts I'm having about the next person. Every moment that you're on this earth and you're walking, thinking, breathing is an opportunity for you to self-examine. Not other people. Fix fix your... Girl, hashtag fix your life. Shout out to Iyanla Van Zandt. (laughs) Says fix your life. I mean, I read this somewhere like when you get... If and when you get to the pearly gates to meet Jesus, he's not going to ask you about such and such. So why spend your days worried about such and such? part of the journey of doing work on yourself. It's time to roll up your sleeves and do work. Roll up your sleeves, drop to your knees because that mirror (laughs) is showing. (laughs) I like that. You got work to do and you You got to pray. And it may not even be a situation where people say, this is what you did or this is how you come across to me. But being able to have that to be revealed to you in your private time and and your secret time, it mm-hmm. is an opportunity for you to be yes. completely delivered from that. So kind of going back, you mentioned earlier that you have a son. I, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, the people may not know, but if, you know, yeah. if you follow it on YouTube, you definitely know. But um, you have a son and you had your son, what was it, 10 years after Tamia? <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Each one of my children are 10 years apart. <laughs> <laughs> 
hashtag, what was I thinking? <laughs> Literally. Hashtag, what of, were you thinking? Question mark. Well, with the, the first two, uh, you know, I it just kind of, it was what it was. Now, after DJ, I was very committed to not having any more children. And then the Lord changed my heart to have a child with my husband. Mm-hmm. And that worked out because that's, that's my role. That's my girl bells. So, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just think the Lord knew what I was capable of handling. Mm-hmm. So I had a kid in my, in my teens, my twenties and my thirties. Like, Lord, I don't know how y'all do it with, with back-to-back babies. I'm not able. <laughs> Girl, that back-to-back. So me and my sister are 11 months apart. So when me and my, my brother sister- are too. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Are you guys the same age? During the year, we are for thirty for thirty days. That is so cool. Me and my sister are for ten days every year. Oh wow, that's so special, Toya. I know that. Okay, <laughs> I remember. So oh, yeah, our parents that's were not playing uh-huh. all that time in church. <laughs> I was like, you know, when I really had to think about this, though, I was like, my parents were really disgusting. Like, <laughs> you guys were supposed to wait. <laughs> like, nasty. Yeah, yeah no, same. Can you imagine having a two-month-old and being told you're pregnant again? Girl, no. My mom's like, I just cried. And they were like, congratulations, Miss White. <laughs> you're pregnant. So, Girl, bye. <laughs> Yay. No, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. And I was really like nervous with this last pregnancy because my husband's mother is a twin. So I was like, Lord, please don't put that on me, Lord Jesus. Lord, give me one baby. Give me one baby. And he answered that prayer. He answered Hallelujah. That prayer. <laughs> but see, look, but here's the thing. The plot twist is Bellamy is like five kids in one. The same thing when you're back today. <laughs> Right now, I'm bowing. That's the silence. Stop it. These 20s, 30s. You're a real one, okay? Because, Right. Okay, so you had DJ, and then what got into, what took you to a point of the wait and when? Because when we got connected, you were, like, heavy on this wait and win, Camille. Like, it's so important. Like, know who you are in Christ, and you need to know your identity, and... Explain what a wait and yes. win. I ain't going to get into all of it. I tell yes. a little bit of my so, business. I was in a situation ship I shouldn't have been in. <laughs> it was an entanglement. <laughs> an entanglement. <laughs> so for me, and I just love to revisit this just to motivate myself, because after my son was born, like I just thought, you know, I was young still and you know, in my twenties, I just thought it was going to be me and his dad forever. Like I was willing to ride that way. Right. Regardless of what the relationship looked like, I had something to prove. I have two kids now. I'm not married. Let me make this work. And then it was just like, I woke up one day and it was like, no, Toya, if you're believing what God says about you, you are going to protect that temple, that body, that Mm. flesh, that mind, that mental, your spiritual. You're going to protect all of that because sis, and this was the, the title of my first event, sis, you are a gift. I had to really believe that I was a queen and I was out here queening and I was not going to allow another man to come in, use me up and keep it moving. 
Now, mind you, after my son, I dated, you know, I kind of got on this mindset. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do whatever I want. And that left me feeling empty as well. Right. So I just began to dig deeper in that relationship with Christ, believe what he said about me and walk in that. So that looked like for me, you got to leave my house after the date. No, you can't come in after the date. No, I'm not coming to your house. No, I'm not spending the night. Um, No, you can't talk to me inappropriately. Mm -hmm. Now, I had to set a standard for myself because every man prior to my husband always had these flaky standards. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But because I didn't know who Toya was, I always gave in. I always gave in. So Was it to keep him? You think? Was it to keep the guy? Uh, No. Definitely wasn't to keep a guy. Because I'm telling you, Camille, whenever I used to date, like I was very... If you do anything I don't like, I'm out. It, that was me. Like, yeah. I used to be super petty. <laughs> but anything that, I mean, because I, I just wasn't pressed on being in a relationship. I was right. able to be by myself. I was never alone because I always had my kids. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a little bit different for me. Like, I could go and not talk to a dude. If I had my family and my friends, I was literally living my best life. And people that know me know, like, I thrived. I used to be the fifth wheel all the time and loved it, you know? So it was never about keeping a dude. It was just me trying to figure it out for Toya. So I, and BJ will attest, that's my husband. Like, when he came along, he had no idea. He's about to be a part of the wait. He had no idea. And what is the wait? What is the wait? So originally the weight was no sex before marriage. Got it. Okay. So I felt like if BJ was serious about me, then he would show me through his actions. And I had had a lot of guys tell me, oh, I want a wife. You want you to be my wife. Okay. But then I had to realize that I was too much for some of these dudes. Like I was a very, and still am a very strong individual. And that can be intimidating for a man who doesn't know who he is in Jesus Christ. So a lot of men couldn't even handle me. Like couldn't handle my mental. All they wanted was what it looked like. And I'm, I've moved so far beyond what it looks like. um, Because I know some really beautiful people that have really ugly spirits. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So when BJ came along, or even before he came along, I was just like, yeah, I'm done giving myself to these dudes. Y'all know the expression, each have your cake, eat it too. Like, no, you're going to get all of this or nothing at all. And for me, it was easy to weed out who was going to be in my life and who wasn't by who could stand the weight. Right. You know, who could endure this? Because men nowadays, day three, they trying to take you home and smash. Mm, Let's just be real. They think, oh, I I fed (laughs) you. I fed you. I picked up the tab. I picked you up and I opened your door. Now, what are you going to give me? So BJ Thank was just you. like, you were like, unlike any woman I had ever dated because I was just like, no, not doing that. Not doing that. No, thank you. Have a good day. No, I don't want to kiss you. Bye. I don't want to come to your house. Bye. Like I, he had just never been used to a woman setting a standard and standing on that. So, um, again, I thought the weight was about not having sex before marriage, but that, that test showed me that if I could wait to be intimate with my husband before marriage, then I could wait on anything. It gave me a power about myself. 
I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. if you can wait on God, which is very difficult to do because as humans, we want to do what we want. We want it right now. We live in a society to where Amazon, if you're not here by noon on the second day, Right. Where is your manager? I'm calling management. Like, you know, we are a very impatient generation. Mm-hmm. So waiting is difficult. But if you're able to wait, that just, for me, it shows a lot about your character. So that was a test, a personal test for me. It became a personal test for BJ. The standard I set with my husband, in turn, I, I get the, the utmost respect from him, even to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, even as his wife, even as the mother of his children, like me waiting before I even met him or making up my mind to wait brought is still bringing blessings to me now. My husband and he will tell you, he knows he knows he married a, a, a boss, he knows <laughs> you know, and not to diminish or and discredit who he is because he's a boss as well. But it's just like we're two strong individuals and not just strong in the flesh. We're strong in the spirit or, or, or trying to be strong in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of where the weight started for me, sis. And it was, I can see clearly because I was a single mom. And now that I'm a wife, when I minister to women about waiting, like I know the power that we can possess if we hold on to our cookie. Mm -hmm. You know, when you said, you know, when you were talking about, I'm not doing this. No, I don't want to kiss you. And I just was thinking women have to understand that a lot of times I hear this. What are we doing? I'm going to ask. We need to have a talk about what what is this? You know, what do you want? What do we, And we put the ball in the part of the man so often as if we don't have any say, as if we don't show up in this to be able to determine or make a decision of what do you want? Is this how yeah. you want to be courted? Is this the type of person that you want to date? We have to be able to walk into these situations and dating and know what it is that we want and not give it all to a man because I believe that goes to show I want to be in a relationship so bad. I don't want to show and share what my standards are because it yeah. might push him away or he yeah. might leave. And so that's what I was saying earlier when I was like, was it to keep him around? Um, because no. sometimes <laughs> I know it can, sometimes I know, at least for me, there, it has been times where I'm like, I don't even like this person. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm dealing with this person right now. Yeah. And still so showing up. The be- idea of a relationship. Yeah. So thirsty for the idea of a relationship and not wanting to be alone, quote unquote. And so I'm willing to just make this work until Mr. Wright stumbles across me where I'm still involved with this other person that I really don't like. And I know I do not want to be with this person at all. I already know. Because listen, (laughs) girl, what women have forgotten is that The Bible clearly says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we got women out here proposing to dudes, we got women out here literally in the wrong role because you do not know the word of God. You're not supposed to be out here on these dating apps looking for no man. Your husband is to find you. Mm -hmm. That will eliminate a lot of the chaos, sis. Yeah. You know, and I ain't gonna lie. I remember being out trying to shoot my shot, you know, just for fun and whatever. But it's just like, Toya, Mm. your husband is to find you. Men love a chase, right? Men love to pursue. 
Yeah. We as women have made it way too easy for these dudes because we open up ourselves, give them everything they want. And what do they do? They on to the next. Yeah. They didn't have to fight for it. They didn't have to wait for it. They didn't have to do nothing. It was easy. It was accessible. There was no chase involved. And then you wonder why you feel like crap now because this shouldn't have a standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then your body count is getting higher. Girl, I'm telling you, save the cookie. That's is so much power in just holding on to yourself and really respecting your body. Do I want to bring on another dude and his mess and every other person he slept with and and open myself up to another soul tie because Hmm. I'm thirsty to be in a relationship because of what I see my friends posting on social media. Hello, they're not posting when they have an argument and you done put that man out and you out. Y'all not posting that. Mm hmm. So for everybody that wants to get married and it's just, okay, listen, it's more than wedding day. It's more than a ring. It's more than the beautiful big proposal. Marriage is work. Mm. They have no idea. They have have no, no I didn't even know. I don't, I I have no idea. (laughs) Camille, I didn't even know. (laughs) BJ didn't even know. It's a whole commitment. And like I told you before, I used to be real flighty. Oh, you do this, you do that, buddy. I don't have to talk to you. I can ghost you in a marriage. If you take it seriously, if you honor in God in your marriage, no, you got to stick around and figure it out. If you're flighty, don't get married because it won't last. I understand why people don't last 90 days. I understand why people get annulments because you were walking into this situation looking for wedding day to be it. Marriage is so much that marriage on your very first day at your wedding, that is your easiest day. It's fun. Your friends and everybody are around you. You look cute. Everybody's on a, on a high. But when you have to go home and do life with someone who was brought up completely different you from you, may have different beliefs than you, and you have to work through some things. And BJ and I experienced a lot of heavy stuff first year of marriage. My daughter got pregnant. My dad passed away. Uh, we both got new jobs. Like it was just everything they tell you don't do in mm-hmm. your first year of marriage is what happened to us. So we were forced into growth, rapid growth, <laughs> and almost took us out a couple of times. But it was just like we were always able to, you know, come back to the basics and recenter. Our marriage will break generational curses. We're going to show our children what a healthy marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. No, it's not us being happy and excited all the time. Sometimes we got to sit down and have an ugly conversation to, to get to a good result. I know that I personally was not surrounded by healthy marriages. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what a healthy argument looked like. I didn't know that when you get mad, you shouldn't grab the keys and leave and and not come home for two or three days, sleeping on my mama's couch. Like, come on now. It was so much that it's on the job training. On the job training. That's what I'm thinking. It's like so much trial and error too. It's just like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. I'm just trying to figure it out. And you You don't. You're so connected and attached to who you've been as a single woman for so long and now you gotta submit and the last <laughs> you know and, and you have to because this is your husband yeah. and I know that we've kind of had this discussion before but that was difficult because as a single woman you got your stuff together you taking care of home you got your own house you got everything that you need for you and your kids and then yeah 
It's like, I know who I am as an independent woman. I'm confident in this. It's another woman inside of you. And God is pulling that other woman out of you in order for you to be able to show up to what he's calling you to. I know that that was difficult. How how did you all deal with that first year of marriage after being hit with all of those blows, those life-changing blows? It was difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. it, It was difficult for both of us, honey. When I look back over my life, <laughs> come on, hashtag. And I speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only thing that sustained us was our love for Jesus Christ and our love for each other. Because I remember saying, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. You know, again, walking into a marriage, not knowing that I have to be a submissive wife. What does that look like? And I think a lot of us get that word submissive messed up. Like I submit to my husband as he submits to the Lord. I'm not going to be out here just in the dark with you, bruh. Like we're not doing that. So submitting to each other, being in agreements with each other. Um, I got some great advice from someone who counseled us. Um, Aisha White, she said, you know, a submission is being in agreement with your spouse. That really changed the game for me because I was feeling like, okay, submissive doesn't mean I have to, you know, bend over when you want me to or cook, have a hot breakfast for you at 8 a.m. or, you know, being the one around here being domestic. Like, no, that's, that's the world's view of things. You know, are we chasing Christ together? Are we implementing healthy practices in our home for our children? You know, Now, obviously, my husband is the head of this house, so what he says at the end of it is final, and I do still struggle with that sometimes, Camilla, because I am a very independent woman, and sometimes I think I just know what I know. So being open to letting someone else lead me was a struggle because, like you said, I have been paying my own bills, taking care of my children, carpooling, like everything that came along with a single mother, been there, done that. So for someone to walk into my life which was a blessing because he was able to alleviate a lot of that pressure, right? But it was still like, okay, now he's making decisions for not only himself, but for us. I'm not used to nobody making no decision for me. I make my own decisions, right? you know? So we've gotten, I've gotten a lot better, but there's still a struggle at times. But what we've learned to do is over-communicate everything with each other. And we just had a conversation the other night. We both know that divorce is not an option. I don't care how mad you get, how ugly it gets. Divorce is not an option. So if we know that's not an option, that's going to force us into figuring it out. Come hell or hot water. Now, there are certain things that we both know we can't deal with in our marriage. And me and BJ have both made that very clear and we're in agreement. However, anything else life throws at us, we can figure it out. We can get through it together because we've already gotten through so many hard things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having a man to come in and help me discipline my kids. That was the hardest thing, Camille. Difficult. Was it something that y'all talked about before or was it something that you just saw him kind of take the lead and do the discipline and you like, hold up, hold up. Both. Oh, both. <laughs> both. Both. Uh, both. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we, we had talked about it before because he also had um, a daughter coming into this relationship mm-hmm. and we both were just like, we're going to treat everybody the same, no favoritism, da 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 But as a mom, it did pull on my heartstrings when I seen him having to get on my son. And when I talk about discipline, I'm not talking about beating nobody's kids. I'm talking about another grown man coming in and recognizing that this is a problem. That's a problem. Some things that I was doing 
and have been doing as a single mother could have been a detriment to my kids had my my husband not come in and said, hey, Toya, this is where this, this is the path we're leading down. Doesn't look good. We need to switch up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I had to be open for what was correct and get off my feelings and allow my husband to lead. My son is growing up and really feeling himself right now. You know, <laughs> some things just as a mother, as a nurturer, I'm willing to take it. But I have my husband to come in like, no, nah, this ain't right. And I just have to understand that he has a heart for this family completely. He's not going to lead us in a wrong way because whatever happens to us happens to him. Right. So just falling back and if it's right, it's right. If it's not, we're going to have a conversation in the in the bedroom and we can work through that. But knowing that he loves us and he's not going to do anything to harm us. Like I had to really wrap my mind around that because I had had so many people to lie to me in my past, you know, and I was always very much mama bear, you know, no, you ain't gonna see my kids. No, you can't come over. And no, 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 no. A lot of the relationships, my kids didn't even know I was in because they didn't even have what it took to be around you, <laughs> you know, didn't yeah. even have it. So I even think with that, that's still a process. That's still, I mean, my son, I don't even know what I'm in for because the boy is getting letters from little girls. Like, uh-huh. so BJ's gonna have to handle that, you know. And then <laughs> another little tidbit to that: both of my children, Tamia and DJ, had active fathers. So it wasn't like you know I was a single mom who was in a ditch that BJ had to come and save me from. You know, I had some things that were already pretty much established. I thought I had co-parenting down, you know, pretty good. But that's another thing. Once you open up the door and you're doing things your own way, having kids out of wedlock, that opens up a door for different chaos, you know? Do me and DJ's dad parent the same? Like, okay, yeah, like parenting. Okay, the same. We don't parent the same. You know, we Mm -hmm. keep the peace for Mm -hmm. our son. If I need him, he's there. But could we live together and do life together and raise? No, that's, but again, I chose to have a baby out of wedlock. I was on my feelings, you know, so there's a clash. And even for my husband and, and um, his daughter's mom, they're not always on the same page, but it's just like, you know what, babe, that's just one of them things we got to deal with. Just because we're married now doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with single parent issues mm-hmm. anymore. You know, especially as a blended family. How was that experience when with you guys being a blended family, you all come in together? <laughs> Because what you don't see is what I'm seeing. Baby girl. Baby girl. That has to be a little intimidating, especially dealing with the other parent, dealing, if you want the child, you or the kid or teenager or adult child, whatever it is to like you. So it has to be kind of intimidating and a little bit uncomfortable. So how was that? I would say it was definitely difficult for BJ. Because I feel like he was coming in, you know, his daughter stayed with his mom, with her mom. And, you know, we would get her on our weekends or our days or whatever. I think it was harder for him because me and my crew moved into his situation. And now he's trying to maneuver this new family who's done things their own way. So I know it was hard for him. We were already set up and established. So he kind of had to, you know, figure things out. There were a lot of days where it was awkward and it was walking on eggshells, but we had to just put on that thick skin and, you know, what's going to be best for this household. There were some days that it was not pretty. And it was especially with my oldest, again, the one that I had out of her rightful place 
who was my bestie, who was my cuddle buddy. You know what I mean? I had her in the wrong place. So then when I had my husband coming in to take his rightful place in my life, there was a clash there. Uh, now with the younger ones, it was nothing. His daughter loved me immediately. My son loved him immediately. We just all meshed together quickly. For Tamia, not so much. She was morphing into her journey, her walk. Then she became a mother. That's a whole different set of emotions. But we worked through it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There were some ugly days. There were some days where I cried myself to sleep like, Lord, this can't be. You know, am I making the right decision? You know, but I always had to go back to the word. You know, when you get married, you your your spouse is number one. When you get married, your spouse should be number one. Was BJ number one when we got married for me? No, he was not. It took me a minute to do that. It took me going through some very hard, heart-wrenching situations for me to put him in his proper place. You know, oh, and again, I had, a, I had a choice. I could have chose my kids and their feelings over him and I would have had to deal with that consequence. But I'm like, no, nah, Lord, you, you know, you're supposed to leave your people and cleave to your spouse, you know? And that was difficult because my circle had held me down for so long. Now I got this man coming in yeah, we're married, but are you going to be around and do, you know what I mean? Like there was still that doubt in the back of my mind. Like, should I still be loyal to my past or should I create something new with my future? Mia, it's not for the week. Choosing God and his word is not for the week. And people just like, oh, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower. Man, please. If you have any type of relationship with Jesus Christ, you will be in a position where you're forced to choose Family ain't family cannot go with you. I've had people in my life. Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? (laughs) And when I just really had to to just accept that my husband is my person, my husband is my family. It it changed the game for me. And, you know, and, and, and the same for him. Like, and BJ was very much when we first got married. My wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. I was like, DJ, you're going to make people mad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was my wife, this, my wife, that. And here I am still thinking when I got married, I've got everybody in my life and everybody has their place. I'm just going to blend BJ into that. No, <laughs> God must have been somewhere laughing at me because he made it so I had to choose. Toya, are you really going to follow this word or are you going to be fake about this word? Okay, being a follower is not easy, but the benefit in that, the blessings that come with honoring God and being obedient is unmatched. So, ooh, I'm I'm reliving some things today, sis. It is unmatched. And a lot of times, you know, we get get caught up in the sacrifice. You know, I made this sacrifice or I, I didn't do this and I wanted to, I made a sacrifice, but it's the obedience that God is really looking for. You have to be obedient. That's what he's truly looking for. So kudos to you for um, for choosing to put your husband first and acknowledging yeah. the word of God and living on the word in order and allowing that word to guide you in your marriage, in your life and asking you to move forward and parent. I the how your life is unfolded to you from, you know, being a teen parent and then, you know, you're doing your weight and win. And maybe we didn't explain the win. What's the win? Was the win in October or what? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's when Toya got married, by the way. That's when I got married. So that was definitely a win for sure. Mm. That was definitely me seeing God's promises for me, having a man to come in who loves me more than himself, who honors me, who respects me. Who because I know I get on BJ nerves, but he still he has so much patience. Like, oh my gosh. It's the Gemini in him. Girl, do not get me started on (laughs) shit. Do not, sis. BJ is my Gemini twin, so that's and, Be- and Bellamy and, is and a Gemini. We're triplets now. There you go. Jesus. So <laughs> that was definitely a win because I believe my marriage changed a lot of my viewpoint on things in life. It challenged me and my growth as a Christian. So that was definitely a win. But further than that, it showed me my power, I guess for lack of a better word. It showed me who I can be to other women. It really unlocked my purpose and my calling and my ministry. It really did. And then I was able to see that the weight and win was so much bigger than just my marriage. Like in reality, we're all waiting on something and you will be waiting on something at different seasons in your life. True. So it's not about necessarily waiting God wants to see how you're waiting. Are you griping, complaining, and stank in your weights? Because that will that will determine how long you wait, you know? Or are you thanking God in advance for the wait? Are you praising him for things you can't see yet? Are you just going to God like real, like, Lord, this weight sucks, but I'm leaning on you. Like, I've just learned to talk to the Lord as my dad. Like, I'm not about to come to Jesus like, oh, Father God, we come to you today, bent me by it. Like, no, no, we're done with that. (laughs) Lord, I'm here. I'm flawed. I don't know what I'm doing. You created me. I'm coming to you just raw. Help me figure it out, Jesus. Help my unbelief, right? For me, that's where that that was the real win. And I continue to win in my life because I will continue to wait on God. Three years ago, I had no idea what I was speaking over my life. I had no idea who I was going to impact. And I'm telling you, you already know, because I hit you with this message. When you wait on God in any aspect of your life, you're going, he has no other option but to bless you. Mm. But you have to wait on him. You have to submit to him, his will. Lord, this is what I want. But if it don't align with what you want, Lord, I'll take it from me. You know, we so often get caught up in, Lord, I won't. I need this. It's supposed to look like this. Nah. Maybe what God has for you is not glamorous. Maybe it's uh, it's definitely uncomfortable. It's definitely definitely uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Definitely, and it's going to challenge you. It's going to have you on your knees, like Lord, what are we doing here? You know. But I would much rather be in that space than out here living in my flesh, not knowing who I am or who I was created by. Like, there's a different type of peace that comes with knowing Jesus. Come here, you know that. It's yes. just a different type. Yeah. It reminds me of this picture. I had to pull it up in my phone. I don't know if you could see it. Dang, because we got this little. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay, because we play too much on this um, Zoom situation. But anyway, the picture is of Jesus and he is bent down and he has this huge bear behind his back. And yes. he says, just trust me. And there's a little girl standing in front of him and he has his arm outstretched to her and she has this little bear in her hand. And she says, but I love it, God. 
because we mm. love the little things that we have that we, we can lo- see that we can see we that we that we we don't want to let go of it we've gotten so used to it so comfortable it's been our peace it's been our security and Jesus is like before this little girl with something bigger than she can imagine it's yeah. still a bear it's a big bear though it's a big huge bear, bear. And it just goes to show, like, if you wait, like you said, what it is that he has for you is going to be bigger. It's going to be greater. It's going to blow your mind. Literally. Literally (laughs) will blow your mind. You just have to be willing to wait. You said the wait and when was, that was like three years ago when you and BJ got married and yeah. you have definitely, and I told you back then, I'm like, Toya, I'm on the wait and win. I'm on the wait. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do it my way. I don't want, like you said, I don't want to deal with any more situations that do not reflect what my heart truly desires. And yes. I'm not going to show up in relationships and allow and allow myself to sit silent knowing that there are certain things that I'm uncomfortable doing. There are certain things that I just don't want to deal with for the sake of a relationship. I'm not going right. to sit silent for that. And so I submitted to that girl and that wait and win. I'll just say still waiting, but I know the and win. And, and you know what? The wait and win. When I say still waiting, I was about to say, and the win is coming, but mm-hmm. there is a win in waiting. I'm not about to. Okay. You I'm like, there is a win in waiting. I'm winning right yeah. now. I'm winning because I ain't got to worry about nobody's son who might have a whole nother, you know, situation going on. I'm winning yeah. because I can have peace going to sleep at night, knowing that who I am and being secure in who I am, knowing that I did not let somebody come over and use me up. I'm, yes. I'm winning in so many different ways. And so I don't Come want here. women to hear that. And the think win, that the, the win, the win, sis, is when you decided to wait. Come on. <laughs> we should, come on. Come on and, and you know what? I had to figure that out because when I was on this journey and God gave me wait and win, I was looking. I was out here looking. Where's mm-hmm. it at? Where's it at? Yep. Where's it at, Lord? And it was just like, no, Toya, you deciding to wait on me. Changing your mindset is when you won, sis. Won. Now you're going to stick with that. You're going to be obedient. You're going to stay on the course. And that is where I think of Galatians 6, 9. I know somebody is like, first of all, this whole Bible study little podcast. Right? But listen, whatever. Galatians right. says, don't grow weary and well-doing for inducing you reap. If you do not give up, there's winning in the wait. Absolutely. It's the, the win is the decision. I love that. The win yes. is when you decide, is when you say, yeah. <laughs> we've got the collection plate coming around right now. So you can go ahead and bless the child of God. On so you say, just go ahead and cash app us at... <laughs> Beauty and Bloom podcast. Man, a word, a word has went forth on September. <laughs> yes, I feel is. good. This is yes, good. Yeah, it, it is. You are constantly going to be waiting and winning in different seasons of your life. It's just going to look different. It's going to be, it's yeah. kinda, it makes me think about, we got to take government in order to graduate. Ooh. There are certain classes that you just have to take. And in taking these classes and in being in these waiting seasons, 
there's an opportunity. There are going to be tests. And these tests are another opportunity for you to win so that you yes. can go to the next level, so that you can go to the next class, or you're going to end up being in that same class again, going through that same lesson again. Ooh. It might be different people in there, but it's going to be the same. <laughs> same. Some of us know about retaking them. Some, right, right. What you say, super senior? <laughs> what are you doing in this? I thought you graduated. Oh, okay. I thought it's you graduated. But listen, Come on. As long as, as long <laughs> as you pass. <laughs> but that, but that's to... another thing. Like, we're joking and laughing about it. But literally, how long you wait is up to you. How, how long is it going to take you to wrap your mind around what God has for you? Or are you going to keep fighting it? You know, because I've been there too. You get in a situation, it's like, Lord, I'm waiting. But then you get impatient. Thank you know, you. and then you get it's on the way feelings. you wait. Because it's you need to you wait. Because how are you supposed to wait? Because God does look at the way that you wait. That's why the Bible says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Good. Of good courage, because God is looking at the way that yes. you wait. We do Pass get impatient. I'm like, Pass you know what, Lord? Is. Pass the test is always the test. Pass the test. I thought she said test. And then, and then, <laughs> when you it was when test us, test When you pass the test, think about everybody that's watching you bear this great, amazing fruit that's gonna pass their test you. Because what you going through and you waiting in your season, it's not even for you, sis. Mm. It's not even for you. I'm healing right now so that my daughter doesn't have to heal in certain areas. I'm breaking generational curses down right now so my kids don't have to go through the same bull crap that I did. Mm. It stops with me. Yes. So when you make your mind up that, Lord, this season sucks, but I know there's, you know, put a number on it. There's a thousand people waiting for me to pass this test and that you can get the glory. Mm. Come on, somebody. Yes, by all of that, we have to embrace what life is bringing us and we have to be connected and not to our phones. Yes. Not to who's following us, not to how many likes we get. We have to be connected to what is truly important, something that can never, ever be taken away from us. Yes. And that is our source. And I know it may be some people who don't believe, but I got to be connected to God. I Definitely. have to be because I know that I'm absolutely nothing <laughs> without him. As I for me and my house. Okay. And the mirror that he done put in my face and revealed, showing me who I am and who I've yeah. been and how I've shown up. I know that I need to be at his mercy. I know that I need him. I know that yep. the truth is, is that I'm really not worthy of what I'm asking all the time. I'm not Mm. worthy to go before you, but the fact that you're giving me an opportunity to make a decision to choose you. Because we all all want to be chose, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? And that's one of the things that I love about God. God will reveal to us what it is that he desires from us in ways where it's like, I'm desiring a certain something from a person, from a mm-hmm. relationship here on earth. I'm mm-hmm. desiring someone to, to want to, to choose me, to love me, to spend time with me, to honor me with quality time, to affirm me with words, to do acts of service. But I believe that 
God requires that from us too. He wants that first. quality time. First, first, he wants us to choose him. All and time. We autumn, we're thinking that the desires that we have in our heart have to be fulfilled by man, by somebody mm-hmm. here on earth. But the desires in our heart are to help us to see that this is what God desires from me. Yeah, and that's that's good. You tap into that relationship with him first because what do we do when we when we when we like somebody you're calling them you're texting them you're falling asleep on the floor can't keep eye one eye open you're buying gifts you're 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 being very intentional about that relationship mm-hmm. because you know where you want it to go like just like you said that is what God requires of us he wants you to spend time in his presence he wants you to talk to him he wants to Um, have time for you to hear back from him Mm -hmm. he wants you to know and understand the promises that he has for your life oh friend i really really loved having you today i know that uh you got your youtube page and you post your your videos on youtube and also on your instagram as well and yes what you post and the things that you share not just about your life but about life period speaking to women and just changing perspectives. I think it's important to try and get as many people as possible to hear those videos. So can you drop your YouTube, let them know how to check you out so they can go subscribe, share, and comment. <laughs> you know what? C- come on. Thanks for the commercial, sis. I, I love it. So yes, you can find me on YouTube. It's Latoya Michelle, hashtag Godstar. Um, and you can expect what you got today, real raw stuff that some people don't really want to talk about. Some people don't want to be real, but I've been through so much in my life. I have to share. Um, I no longer allow people to hold me hostage to who I used to be. I'm moving forward. So I'm also very open to connecting. So uh, my email and all that is, is available for you. If you want to chat, talk, sis, Close mouth don't get fed. Hit me up. Yes. And in the description, too, I'll make sure that I put all of your information so anybody can you know, you, find you, email you, and connect yeah. with you. Is there anything else that you're working on that you got? I know you're in Fort Wayne. So I do Bible study. Is that open to, uh-huh. every, to anyone or is that just the group? It's open to any woman. Okay. Any woman. We meet every Wednesday from 6 to 7 at True Fit Gym. Um, we, I'll get you that information as well. And that has be, has morphed into like a Bible study hash life class is straight girl talk. And we put everything back to the word of God while being real and being vulnerable. Um, some amazing connections have taken place there. I do have some other things in the work, friends. That we'll just wait. We'll wait okay. and win on that. We'll wait and win on that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but I am an open book. So like, for real, um, I would encourage the women to come to Bible study simply because we're all dealing with similar situations that we can help each other along in that process with and just connecting with somebody, another woman, because the stigma, right? Well, for me was women be looking at you crazy, like they got it together. And I'm just like, sis, your heart is broken. My heart is broken. Let's help each other heal, mm-hmm. you know? Not looking at your sister as an enemy, but someone who can offer support and nurture, you know? And, and celebrate you on this journey. So I'm all about women empowerment. I'm all about killing anything negative that comes along with us. And especially us, Black women, we's got to do better. We don't want to hear that, though. We need to do better. Because, <laughs> sis, why are you mugging me? I don't even know you, sis. <laughs> I want to be your friend. I think Black women, and I know we at the end, too, but I think Black women, too, 
can be very supportive. When you do think about like the comments and the support, it's all, a lot of times it is Black women. So kudos to the Black women who are going hard and supporting other Black yes. And I'm that black woman. and encouraging. Yes. And you are that black oh, woman yeah. for sure. And so I see that. And because you are that, you're going to continue to attract that. You're yeah. going to continue. You, to you too, friend. I'm so proud of oh, you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. And I'm so happy that you're here <laughs> with me today. This is yeah. my girl, y'all. This is my girl. I got to make my way back home so that we can hang out. I know. <laughs> you know how we do. You know how we do. We I know. Do karaoke. Yes. I was about to start the podcast with a little angel in disguise. Oh, BJ would have so appreciated. You know, he put him on to, we put him on to that, that portion of Brandy <laughs> in the deck. Period. That's right, right. Right on my patio. That's it. Yes. Patio. <laughs> Target. Brandy. FaceTime. <laughs> yes. Every time, you know? Every time. So thank you, friends, so much. I love you. And I want all of you who are listening to make sure that you connect with Toya. She is, she's your friend, the friend that you that you've been praying for, the friend that you've been wishing you had. She is that friend, the friend who will encourage you, the friend who will have you leaving with a six-pack of abs. You didn't do one crunch. But you got to oh, okay. Because you've been cracking up. So you're looking like, uh, we'll work I'm, out this. This. I'm still on that journey. So if somebody <laughs> out there can help me with my fitness goals, come on, y'all. <laughs> say, come on Reach now. One, teach one. And <laughs> True fit. You do the thing. You do your Bible study at True Fit. I do. <laughs> I say sometimes, I ain't gonna lie to you, but I have a bit of laziness in my spirit as it pertains to working out. So I'm not there yet. Mm, okay. Okay. But some things that we need to buy on earth. Amen. <laughs> some things we need to loose on earth. So it can be loose. <laughs> loose the loose a little energy to, to work on. out. <laughs> Please. I need it. No, I just thank you for thinking of me and having me on here. This is an amazing connection. And and it was a connection years, years, years ago. But I'm just excited for what God is doing in you, your podcast. You are blooming beautifully. I'm just excited for you. So don't forget about me when you become a big boss. Listen, I ain't going to forget about you. Don't forget about us. Don't, 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 don't I don't even know. <laughs> I ain't going to forget about you. So make sure, again, y'all uh, connect with Toya and make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Beauty and Bloom Podcast. And also you can uh, check out the website, beautyandbloompodcast.com. Until next time, much love. Keep blooming. Bye. Beauty and Bloom Podcast. Bloom where you are planted. Come here. I can't take myself. <laughs> I love a good conversation. Let's Your go. Deep. Topic is off limits over here. Okay. We can talk about anything. We don't water down beauty to just being physical. True beauty is in what we have strived through, what we have overcome. Beauty and Bloom podcast.